Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Leadership Revealed. Now in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk to you about your personal branding. Now of course there are good things about having a good high personal brand and there are also some negative things about having a personal brand. I'm also going to give you four tips on how to elevate yourself and how to elevate your personal brand alongside. So I've got some notes here, so if you see me looking down, that's why I'm just having a quick recap. So one of the things that I think um, is important and why it's important to have a personal brand is that it does bring you more business. So for instance, I have a training company in the real estate sector, so I coach estate agents and letting agents and other businesses. And by having that personal brand, I have to spend very, very little on marketing. People actually come to me, they contact me via my social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, etc. So by elevating myself above, I come across as that expert. I've written a couple of books, we've been on TV shows, we've been in the news, Sky, Channel 4, ITV, etc. So when you elevate yourself and your personal branding to that effect, people automatically think, oh, John must know what he's talking about. I like to think I know a thing or two about my industry. Um, but what it does is it just cements the thought in everybody's head. He's He knows what he's on about. He's a good guy. So it definitely 100% brings you more business. Something else it does is it brings you opportunities. It might be business related, but it might not be business related. I'll give you a good example. So we were on a TV program. Um, it was called Britain's Benefit Tenants or probably about six, seven years ago now. And that was seen by somebody um, in the Arla organization and property mark who then contacted me and said, would I like to be a regional representative for them? I was a regional representative for about six, seven months. And then I went on the, to the board of the Arla, uh, the Arla board. And then a couple of years later, I was on the property mark board. And property mark in our industry is the largest organization that manages and looks after and helps estate agents and letting agents. And all that was from being on the TV. Now, I didn't have any aspirations at that time of being on any Arla or Property Mark boards. I was far too busy building my business. But because somebody saw me on TV, they contacted me, and then the rest is history. Now, as of being a member of the Property Mark board and the Arla board, it has that, that stigma of you know what you're on about, you're a good person, um, you, you, you're well known in the industry, you know what you're on about. Now, again, that is bringing business to me. And I know that because I ask. I ask, why did you choose me over one of my competitors? And quite often it's like, well, we see you all over um, social media. I run a Facebook group called Agency Growth Strategies, and it's got about two and a half thousand estate and letting agents in there. And one of the things, again, is because I constantly post in there, I'm elevating my status, I do get a lot of business because of that. I, when you work out how much money you spend on marketing and the ROI compared to that marketing spend, it's absolutely immense. Because although it is working and it is marketing, it is like putting yourself out there. I don't have to spend a lot of money. It's just more a time issue. Ultimately, we're in business to make money. So no matter what business you are in, if you don't make money, you're either insolvent or you're a charity. 
In my business, which is the coaching and the estate agency side of things, what I want to do is elevate myself and my business and the people who work for me to such a stage that they can bring in business and ultimately that trickles down into the profits. Because let's be honest, by elevating your personal brand, it is marketing. You are marketing yourself or you're marketing your business. And the ultimate goal of any business should be to make enough profits to be able to grow, employ people, scale the business and be able to serve as many customers as you possibly can. So that's the positive things and positive parts about personal branding. But conversely, with every yin, there has to be a yang. Every good, there has to be a bad. And when you put yourself out there, you are going to get people taking pot shots at you. Now, why? Well, the first thing is it's not natural to elevate yourself to, to have that sort of everybody looks at you at that personal branding level. So people can be a little bit bemused by it. They don't understand it. And when people don't understand something, what do they do? They try and shoot you down. So I've had it before where I've posted on my personal profile page or an Instagram and people have taken pot shots at me. And, you know, my my whole old ethos used to be try and engage with them, change their mind, understand their point of view. Is it the pain that they're going through? Now I've just got a really, really good um, philosophy and a very good policy and it served me well. It's called block and delete. <laughs> I'm not going to get into an argument with somebody. You can't argue with an idiot because they will beat you with experience. That's my philosophy on that. So when somebody comes and they they just start abusing you straight away, it's clearly not a conversation that you can win. It's clearly somebody who you can't turn them around. You can't change their mind. So just block and delete and move on. I've had several really reasonable, reasoned debates with people, and I'm all for that because you can turn people's minds, uh, change people's minds, get them to be a fan and a follower instead of uh, a negative person or a troll. I'm fine with that. But it's the people who just take, uh, try and abuse you, take pot shots for no good reason. Those are the ones that you just don't try and engage. Just, just get rid of them. So if you have a bit of a sensitive disposition, then maybe you need to take it slow when you're, when you're raising your personal brand. To go from zero to hero, in, in a short space of time, is going to get a lot of attention. It is going to get a lot of people trying to knock you down. And you have to be quite made of stronger stuff. And you've got to have, you know, a really strong backbone if you're going to do that. At first, when I raised my profile, I was a little bit shocked and a little bit surprised at how many people wanted to come out of the woodwork and say negative things. And again, you're not going to get everybody's, you're not going to turn everybody to your side. I know there are people who will never, ever, ever want to work with me. I get that and I understand it. They're lovely to my face, they're great on the forums, but for some reason they don't like my style, they don't like what I've got to say, they might not like my tonality of how I post, so they'll never be a customer of mine. I'm completely fine with that because there's enough business out there not to worry about that portion of the market. There are people who will ask me for my help, ask me for my advice, but again, I know they'll never be a, a customer of mine. I'm fine with that. So you can't help all the people all the time by elevating your personal brand. When you are doing it, you've got to be very, very aware of how you come across. So when you're putting your name out there, it can't be you're posting a picture of when you're drunk with your friends or doing something crazy with your mates or your family or anything like that. You've got to be very, very astutely aware if you are being watched 24-7, 365. If you look at my timeline and my, my photographs, I can have a joke and have a little bit of banter about the rugby or about the sport or about my kids, in my opinion, I never overstep the line. I've got nothing that can come back and haunt me years and years down the line. 
it's not the way I was brought up anyway. I was brought up anyway, but just on the off chance that you know I had a different upbringing, you know, you've got to try and draw the line somewhere in terms of what and how you post. You just look at the cricket. There's a recent um, uh, issue or situation with a couple of cricketers who I think it was six, seven, maybe eight years ago posted something that was actually quite sexist and racist. Wrong, absolutely no excuse for it. But because when you post on the internet, because they're they're quite famous now and they're representing their country. That's come back and bit them on the bum seven or eight years later. That just shows you how far back people can go try and troll through things. So if you did have a um, a post, a tweet, something like that on Instagram, if you're doing something that you wouldn't want to come back and bite you in the bum in eight, nine, ten years later, then I would seriously consider maybe deleting that before you start using your personal profile. Now, you shouldn't judge people today's market and what they were, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago when they were a young man or young woman you know working their way through life i don't think that's right depending on the severity of what they did yes you can be it can be brought up yes it should be discussed and yes if they're a cheat if they're not a changed person then that should be held against them but you know i'm a completely different person to what i was in my 30s let alone my 20s and my late teens so again i don't think it's fair that you are judged from something you did 20 years ago obviously a caveat depending on the severity of what you did. But you have to be aware because some people will judge you. The human argument of that does not wash with a lot of people. It, it just doesn't. The fact that you said, look, I've made a mistake. I hold my hands up. I'm only human. People don't buy that. You have to be so, so aware and you've got to be so, so thoughtful about how you come across because, you know, somebody who is in, isn't in the limelight, doesn't have a big following, doesn't isn't like famous is the wrong word, but you know, doesn't have that huge amount of people looking up to them. If they make a mistake, it's okay. He was only human. If I make a mistake or somebody like me makes a mistake, I should have known better. In a certain circumstance, they're actually right. That comes along with it. You can't have all the good things that comes along with personal branding and not take a little bit of responsibility of the negative things that comes along with it. So if you're going to elevate yourself and you're going to try and be well-known to build up your business or build up your, your coaching business or whatever you have, then you have to be very aware that there are some negative things that are tagged along with that. Um, and being a Boy Scout 24-7, 365 is one of those things that you just have to put up with. That's unless you want to be criticised and trolled to a, certain, to a certain extent. Now, how are you going to build your personal branding? And there's a couple of things I want to talk about. So the first thing is you've got to be confident, not arrogant. And there is a big difference between the two. So I'm talking to you. I've got a podcast. We've got a YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook. I've got the, the groups that I run and manage. And that, that shows confidence in myself, what I teach, what I coach. But also, I'd like to think that I'm, I'm definitely not an arrogant person. Now, there are other people um, who come across confident and arrogant. It's a little bit 50-50. They can come across that way. So you've got to decide that if you are going to elevate yourself and you are going to come across as a, as a, a coach or an industry thought leader or an industry leader or whatever it is in your sector, that you've got to have that fine balance between I'm confident, but I'm not arrogant because that will turn off as many people as the confidence attracts. So understand you, understand the way you come across. I always, a little tip is I always try and engage with everybody who is who gives me positive comments or meaningful comments. And even if it's negative feedback, referring back to when we started, um, started talking to you guys, if it's negative feedback, but I can engage with them, then I will. I try and like every comment. I try and interact with them. 
The block and delete policy, obviously, that's in full effect. Block, delete all the idiots and the trolls out there. But by engaging with your followers and your fans and people who, you know, everything like that, it does actually say, I am confident, but I'm not, um, of course, arrogant. I think it's important also to have a personality. If you don't have a personality, then you're not going to be as engaging and people aren't going to follow you as much. So understand the industry you're in, have a personality. I'm a very sort of a jokey person. If anybody sees my posting um, on Facebook, you'll know that I do joke about my kids. I joke about the rugby. I'll have a laugh if I see something on TV or if I read something. That's just me. I'm a, you know, the way I was brought up, the way I am with my friends hasn't changed since I've started in business and elevated myself in, uh, in my industry. And hopefully that comes across. I'm definitely somebody you could go and have a drink with. I'm definitely somebody you could phone up and just have a bit of, bit of a chinwag with. And that is the way, and it's, it's, that's me. You know, I do know people who have uh, done similar things and they're totally different. The personal life, they keep incredibly separate to their uh, coaching life or their business life. And that's completely up to them. I agree with it if that's what they want, but that's not me. That's not the way I want to run my business. You've also got to have a speciality. You can't be all things to all people at all times. So mine is very much about helping people to build a business. I'm not, I don't teach people how to do one or two aspects of, a, of various industries. My whole core function is how to build a business. I keep telling everybody I'm not actually a good estate agent. I'm not a very good letting agent, but what I am is a good business person. And I can help teach and coach people to be better at business. Therefore, by being better at business, you'll be very you'll be a better estate agent and a letting agent. So that is my speciality. Build a business to create a life. I don't go off tangents and, and try and teach people things that I'm not 100% sure of. I just stick to what I know, stick to the core knowledge that I've got in my head, um, and I don't try and deviate from that. Because, again, I've seen people that when they try and be all things to all men, they get caught out. I know a couple of people who are specialists in certain areas, and quite recently they're trying to branch out into other areas of coaching and other areas of business and give people advice on things that, quite frankly, they're not that skilled at. And they are getting called out more and more and more. It's actually quite sad to see because their core skill and their core knowledge and experience, they're exceptional at. And if they only stuck to that, then they'd actually get more business. You have to live and breathe it. Equally, when I said um, before about you've got to be you've got to be on it 24-7, you've got to live and breathe your personal branding. You can't just dip in and out of Facebook, dip in and out of Instagram dipping in and out of making a video now and again, or a podcast. You have to do it 24-7 if you want the best results. One of the things that I teach people on, on my courses and in my syllabus is, if you're going to prospect for any business, if you're going to market for any business, you have to be consistent in your delivery of the message. So, for example, we all remember the old seven, point, seven touch point if you want to get a new customer. Well, that's been um, poo-pooed now by Google, who said with all the modern-day marketing and social media, and you can't even put a YouTube um, uh, video on now without a couple of ads coming up. It's more like 20 to 22 times that you have to get your message in some way, shape, or form in front of your customer. So you've got to be consistent with your personal branding message. You've got to be on, on all the social media platforms. You've got to talk about it. You've got to teach people about it. And you've got to have a strategy and a plan with that. So 
if you can see my stuff, we post three times a week on my personal profile page. We post every single day on my Instagram, my group I post, the emails go out a couple of times a week. So when I've got a course or a, a, um, something I'm trying to promote, then it's a lot easier because it's not, oh, well, where's John come from? I, come from? I haven't heard from him for two months and all of a sudden he's trying to sell me a course. I give that much value that when I do have something to promote, it's not a negative thing. People either want it or they don't. They don't troll me or have any negative words. Well, not that I'm aware of anyway, um, because all of a sudden I only I only ask for something when I want something. So it's got to be a 24-7. You've got to live and breathe your personal branding. I also think as well, you need to start small and then go big. There's, there's no point just plowing everything into all your social media and getting the message and everything out there. I started small. I started on Facebook. Then we grew to uh, Instagram. The podcast came along. And now we've got YouTube uh, videos. And we started small and we slowly, slowly worked our way up. To go big on everything straight away on day one, it's very, very time consuming. It's very, very difficult. And what that means is you won't be consistent in your messaging. If you're not consistent, then your personal branding is going to suffer. So we release a podcast every single Friday, and we have done for, for a number of months now since, we've, since we started. And the reason we do that is because we want people to wake up on a Friday morning and go, right, John's going to have that podcast out. With the YouTube videos, we're going to be releasing them on a weekly basis as well. Now, it's a lot easier with YouTube videos because you can do short snippets. For instance, this podcast is going to be probably, I'm recording it as well for those who are listening, this video is going to be 15, 20, 22 minutes long when it's finished. So what we can do now is we can snip it up into little one, two, three minute little short clips and put that on the YouTube uh, channel as well. So it's a lot easier when the more content you put out there, it's a lot easier to have a personal brand. So pick a platform, master it, pick another platform, master it, another one, master it, another one, master it. And then before you know it, you're on all the major platforms that your industry um, operating. So hopefully you've enjoyed that podcast. We've talked about the personal branding, the good, the bad, and the how. So if you have, please leave a comment. Um, get in touch, feel free. If you're an estate agent or a letting agent and you're not on the agency growth strategies group on Facebook, please do. Follow me on all my social media handles and I'll see you next time on Leadership Revealed. <laughs>